Wrestle This Podcast with Lord Fancy Pants himself, Rich Montalvo, and Empress of Belts, Heather Montalvo. As you can hear, we have both have titles in front of our names, which means, for some weird reason, we tied exactly <laughs> in our predictions. Uh, we both tied with how many? Ten was it? each. Yep. So ten each, and... Uh, it is what it is. Uh, we were hoping one would win. So we're definitely going to have to think up a uh, prop bet for next summer round. This way we have an automatic tiebreaker kind of built into it. Yeah, definitely. tiebreaker is going to be needed for next time. We'll take requests for that. <laughs> definitely. Um, so we are here to talk about WrestleMania this year. Um, it was a great show in my opinion. It was... Definitely better than last year's that just seemed to drag on with just a couple happy points. Uh, what do you think? Oh, I feel the same. It was a very happy WrestleMania 35. I felt like there was a lot of fan service going on. Like, a lot of crowd favorites just won over and over again. Yeah, I agree. Like, definitely it, it felt like vince was finally just laying down and it being actually about the fans it was just one after another just positive endings where normally you just you wait for those bummer matches and even you can see it in our predictions we voted with our heart we kept saying it over and over again and it seems like the show was actually following us and that's the reason why we kind of uh, got so far ahead when it came to our betting with each other but that's not a complaint to us it those seven hours or so it was over over seven hours i heard that included the pre-show like it was a lot but that <laughs> time I, flew by did you did it feel super long no it did i i remember it feeling a lot longer last year yeah i agree um okay um so we won't be going through the full card what we'll do is kind of cherry pick those matches that either stood out to us that we knew meant a lot um and let's just uh, go right into it so first up we have seth versus brock this was actually the first match of the night uh at least for the main show it came out of nowhere it it started with uh paul Heyman just running down straight to the the ring and just starting it up brock, brock basically needed to leave the house asap and i i guess it, it would have cost more to have him stay until the at least halfway through the show instead no get it out of the way and i was more than happy it's not my favorite man in the world um the match itself i just enjoyed it like it wasn't it was a regular brock match maybe kicked up because it was versus seth but otherwise nothing really stood out to me other than that ending seeing seth again with that belt doing his belt copter thing without a doubt that that was a WrestleMania moment that I was hoping to see, and I'm glad I got to see it. And I'd rather see a fighting champ than Brock, who is just hoarding it. What about you? Yeah, I, this is what I can't. I, I was. I'm happy in the end that this match started, but I was really quite nervous <laughs> for this match because, re- you know, I really wanted Seth to win, but in a way, I almost wanted Brock to lose <laughs> more because. He's had that belt so long, mm-hmm. and he hasn't been been around. But when you know Paul came out, and they're like, "He needs to get out of here." I'm like, "Oh, maybe there's a chance here." Like, yeah, get him out so Seth can get the belt. And um, it, yeah, and then you know Seth taking the stop to him three times. Like, 
it wasn't an exactly long match, but I thought it was a very enjoyable match. And again, the um, his belt copter <laughs> at the end was it, it was a great way to start WrestleMania. That's for sure. Yep. All right. Okay. Our next pick to talk about is Shane and The Miz. This was a Falls Count Anywhere match, and it really did not disappoint. They, I think they spent maybe a fraction of the time in the actual ring. They were going into crowds, they were going all over the place, and then it ended in a, a crazy, they were on top of some camera ledge and they both flipped over i thought it was immaculately executed the way they did that flip over and then you know shane they were both passed out at the end but shane was laying on top of him so so shane got the win i think that was probably like the one little you know heel upset that we were all rooting for for the miz to win what do you think yeah i i didn't really have a kind of dog in the show or a horse in the race or whatever the saying goes <laughs> when it came down to it I, I sat back and just I went in with no expectations and they surprised me it's one of the reasons why this is actually on our list to review is it was a surprise it was a good match where to me Miz he's just a wrestler that doesn't have there's no spark there, at least sometimes. He's fine on the mic. He's really good on the mic, actually. But when it comes to his wrestling style, it just seems by the book, and it's very formulaic, and he goes through it all. So I think this match actually plays up to that kind of weakness and actually makes up for it. The same thing with Shane. Like, Shane's not a wrestler when it comes down to it. He can do wrestling moves. But uh, this match actually just showed him playing up the heel part. And like you said, that finish was perfectly done and it, it it was exciting you knew that they were going to fly off of it and yes sure it looked kind of like a a big pillow that they were jumping into but nonetheless it, it's still a fall and it's still an impact and it was great that they took it and, and it looked really good uh so next up we have the iconics winning uh it was in the four-way women's uh for the belt on a uh, the flowing belt, the one that goes back and forth. Um, and it was the Iconics who won. It was a pretty good match. They're, everyone got all their moves in. Um, I don't remember anything sticking out. How about you? Did you? No, I don't remember anything sticking out either. You know, I think this was probably maybe the, you know, the Shane versus mismatch and this match with there was probably like maybe a little bit of controversy. Maybe you weren't so much rooting for the Iconics here, but more maybe Sasha and Bailey because they had already had the belt. Um, nothing super memorable, but it was a good match. You know, I was rooting for the Iconics to take the belts, and they did. And like I said in our last podcast, I feel like this belt's going to move around a bit. Yeah, that's actually a good thing. I, I would be excited for it to move around. And just seeing, to me, once again, it's that finish. That's the exciting part to me was seeing the Iconics up there. Granted, they, they're they not the best wrestlers in the world, but when it comes down to it, they're really solid, and their mic work is what stands out, and it could use some excitement in that whole division. It comes down to it, you have Bailey and Sasha, who are both kind of charisma vacuums sometimes, and then with these little shining parts of, ooh, but 
it doesn't last long. It doesn't it doesn't happen often enough. So I'm really excited to see exactly where the iconics take it from here. Yeah, yeah, I de- I definitely agree. I, I I believe I love their mic work. Um, so this just gives them a chance to. Um, I kind of like liken them to like Carmela when she got like the the belt for so long, like how she was all like kind of obnoxious with it. So that's what. I'm kind of looking for them to probably do with the tag team belts, so it'll be fun to see. Next up, we have the match of Kofi Kingston and Daniel Bryan. Um, and this match, I I personally believe, did not disappoint. Uh, Kofi won. I, I think Kofi and Daniel Bryan are both phenomenal wrestlers. Um, they both wrestled their hearts out really but it was so sweet when Kofi won at the end to see you know his his little kids there all jumping up all jumping up and seeing him what do you think Lord Pantsy Pants? Um I, I enjoyed it it was a he was getting exactly what he deserved it's a man who's put in a lot of time and once again it was that result seeing Kofi up there seeing him with his family knowing the amount of younger kids of color and specifically african-american kids seeing someone that represents exactly who they they are up there holding that belt and just exciting you basically no doubt could put yourself in his shoes and just feel that elation and then just seeing the the other two guys seeing xavier and Big E, just as excited as as if they won along Mm -hmm. with him yeah i agree definitely their their brotherhood there like yeah, you would have thought that all three of them won, like, got individual belts. They were so happy. Yeah, I, it, it was great to see. It was all three of them up there. It just, it felt like a really true wrestling, WrestleMania moment, and it's one of probably my favorite of the night, without a doubt, just seeing him up there and everything going on. Okay, uh, so next up we have Triple H versus Batista. This was the old man, no holds barred match. Um, they, it looked good to me. Um, it was a lot of bumping by Batista, which was surprised him being thrown everywhere and he was just fine with it. He was hit with random things. He had the, his nose piercing pulled out. It was just, he was put through the ringer and you wouldn't think a match like this would be that way. This is a big movie star that is okay. This is exactly what he wanted to do. He wanted to wrestle. He wanted to feel that and interviews afterwards he specifically said that he was doing this for triple h he laid down for triple h because he felt that triple h has done for so much for him and took him to the level that he's at now and no doubt will continue to be at because i feel he's a pretty darn good actor and he just continues to show his chops outside of guardians of the galaxy in the marvel universe uh what do you think uh yeah i i mean this match wasn't anything I was super looking forward to. For me, it wasn't built up that much. And, you know, you just kind of did remind me that it was, like, kind of a little bit of a brutal match with the, like, nose-piercing thing coming out. That stuff is is hard for me to watch. So it's possible I might have tuned it out a little bit slightly <laughs> after seeing that. Uh, but overall, you know, it, you know, Triple H is great at wrestling. You know, Batista took those hits, but at the end of the day, I think Batista should stick with acting. Wow. <laughs> That's my personal 
opinion. <laughs> My personal opinion. All right. Next, we have the demon. Finn Balor versus Bobby Lashley. And what do they say? The demon doesn't lose? <laughs> well, he didn't lose this. And he, it also got him a belt. I think it's the Intercontinental yep. Championship belt. Um, and, you know, it, it was a great match. I love Finn. Um, the demon... You know, look, the painting was really great on him. Like, I think you said he brings in something, someone special to, like, do that. And I think it's so funny. The first time I saw Finn in the Demon, it was, like, pay-per-view, like, a couple years ago. And he fought against AJ Styles. And it was the first time I was like, is he going to have different music? Is, you know, is he still going to do his, whoa, uh, thing? And he and he still does. And he, he still makes it work. Um and it looks great on him. What do you think of it? Um, I really liked his entrance. I thought it was a little different. He almost went with like an older version of the demon with his cloak that he had as he walked down. Uh, it was really good makeup, without a doubt. It was just perfectly done. And I. it seems like he's still having that same person uh, kind of follow him around when he does do the demon. But it otherwise, the, the match was a dang good match by Finn. It was... It's pretty much all Finn. It almost seemed like a squash match in some ways. Um, Bobby, the only thing that stood out to me about Bobby Lashley was his uh, his contacts that he had that oh, were what, right. yellow or cat. It, it seemed like for some reason he needed su- something supernatural about him to <laughs> compete somehow with uh, Finn's demon. I'm but... gonna get these freaky contacts and psych you out. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what he was going for, but. It was a good match. Um, nothing too exciting overall, at least to me. Um, I just enjoyed that Finn did win, and Finn deserved to win, without a doubt. Okay, and last, but certainly not least, we have the women's belt. Winner take all. So it was a double belt. Um, or as Two belts. <laughs> yes, as, as someone said. Uh, so personally, it was fantastic. It was a good match by all of them. All of them put it exactly on the line. There was some, I've heard that there was a certain way that ending should have gone and there were some mistakes made, Um, but it it wasn't really noticeable. It seemed like a sloppy, angry mess of a match because it was a lot of emotion coming from each of these ladies. So it was a more, it wasn't a wrestling match. It was a fight where each of them trying to get on the others, like trying to just be on attack pretty much the whole time. But I think it came off great. And it was a surprise to see Rhonda take the loss. But at the same time, it puts Becky exactly where she needs to be. Becky two belts is a thing and it, she deserves to be. A thing. Yeah, um, I, I agree. That's a good point about kind of like the messiness of it, you know, I remember that match came out as the last match, and it was already, it was so late. I was getting tired, I remember, but I wasn't, I was not going to fall asleep for this match, and it, I wasn't really falling asleep, but I was, like, watching it, and then, like, all of a sudden, like, it, it was over, <laughs> like, and I it was almost, like, like, I was happy Becky won, but in no ways, I was like, oh, I wish it would have gone on just a little bit longer, because it, it, it wasn't that long of a match, I don't think. But I was, I was surprised, uh, happily surprised to see 
Rhonda take the L there. <laughs> so what that means for her future, who knows? But yeah, Becky Two Bells, I'm probably going to have to buy that shirt because <laughs> um, she, she's pretty badass and I couldn't, I couldn't be happier for her. Yep. Um, well, we'll close out the show kind of talking about uh, some of the kind of uh, moments that we felt stood out to us or matches. Um, which ones would you like to hear about? Well, let's talk about like our favorite moments from WrestleMania weekend. Do you have one? Yes, actually. Uh, it's, without a doubt, had to be Velveteen Dream. Uh, specifically his entrance. I'm originally from New York and just seeing the outline, they didn't, hadn't even lit him up yet. But at NXT TakeOver, when he took that stage and you just saw the silhouette first and I knew exactly what it was. You can, it was very obvious. And then him just sparkling like this silver god as soon as they lit him <laughs> up. It was just amazing looking. And the fact when they pulled out a little bit and you suddenly realized that he was going to be carried down to the ring by a bunch of men, <laughs> it was just fantastic. Velveteen Dream has taken up my mind space when it comes to just great character wrestlers for quite some time since I first saw him. It was just an instant feeling of, dare I say, attraction to him that was just immediate. I just felt it so powerfully and it's one of the reasons because he's androgynous it's something new where it's not gold dust androgynous where it's almost like a almost a negative thing it is just you don't know what he's interested in you don't care it is more so he's almost more in love with it himself than it is with males or females he constantly interacts with both in just very sexual ways and it's just amazing uh the other part of velveteen this weekend was the promo he pulled on buddy murphy uh, Buddy Murphy was the 205 uh, gentleman that lost his belt this weekend. He was the champion, and as Buddy was leaving the stage, uh, there was Velveteen kind of filming him as he walked by and actually mocked him. Said, uh, there goes the man that couldn't handle his WrestleMania moment, and Buddy kept on walking. Kind of caught. It. You can see that it seemed real, that it caught Buddy off guard. He said, yeah, they went back and forth, bantered, and then dream ended it hey where's your belt that just killed me and just seeing velveteen i just can't wait till he's on main and i really do hope they get him right so uh what was your favorite moment i i was really surprised and happy to see when the doctor of thugonomics came out and rained on elias's parade <laughs> that's for sure and, and, and let me you know, I need to set the record straight. I didn't even watch John Cena back in the day when he was Dr. Thugonomics. You were the one that kind of like let me in on that. And then I was like obsessed watching videos <laughs> of him and his old entrances when he was the Dr. Thug Thugonomics. So I, I don't know. I think it was just like, it's not anything that I experienced in the past, like, live, but it's, like, it was just a cool thing for me to witness this time yeah, live. Yeah, I, I didn't experience it myself either back then. It was more so catching up on, like, old YouTube videos just like you did, and seeing him up there, it felt great. It was just such a surprise, and it kind of just came out of left field. It wasn't anything hinted at beforehand. Supposedly, John Cena was going to be there, but this is not John Cena. <laughs> 
This is oh. yeah. This is Doctor Thug Onomics. Um, but it was great. It was a lot of fun. Uh, the rapping he did was good too. Still it was a good break. Solid. You yeah. know, it was kind of like you know, which WrestleMania doesn't have like an intermission or a halftime show, but I think that's kind of like what that was. And you know, I I'd love to see him back <laughs> on Raw or SmackDown, make some more special appearances. I think that'd be fun. And let's make that clear. She specifically wants Thugonomic Cena. She doesn't want Cena to be around. Yeah, she right. Wants... I want the doctor of Thugonomics. <laughs> <laughs> um, so were there any disappointments? Or anything you wished would have happened that didn't? Anything? I don't think wish. I would say one of the disappointing parts was right off the bat, and that was Hulk Hogan being up there again. It wasn't a huge disappointment. A disappointment but it was a mistake they made once back at the saudi arabia show and they just duplicate it again they just want him out there they just they feel this need to make sure that the past is celebrated but you don't have to use him i i feel that it's there's really no turning back from some of the comments and he's tried to do so but sometimes it just seems in disingenuous so seeing him up there was like oh, a little bit of a bummer what do you um you know, I'm really struggling a bit with the low blow Seth Rollins gave Brock. <laughs> I don't know what, what it is. I'm like, oh, Seth, you went there? <laughs> like, really? And, you know, he kind of tried to smooth it over, you know, the next day on Raw where he said, you know, you know, Brock would have done the same thing to me eventually or something to that effect. And that's true. That made me kind of feel like a little better. You know, I was like, I guess you got to do what you got to do there. But I, I don't know. I was struggling with that moment for some reason. So I'll take that one further. I am tired of low blows in general. There's heel things that you can do that aren't low blows to win a match. And it sucks that they constantly go to that. It all started, and it was funny when it happened, was Shinsuke. Shinsuke's low blow action. Come to think about it, it was last year. Last year at WrestleMania was that first one when he turned heel. And then now it's just been duplicated over and over again. It's It's lazy. Yeah. Find something else that you can cheat with rather than that. But... Hey, I didn't care. It was it was Seth, and I, I could forgive that. And it was against Brock. Like, yeah. Seeing Brock hit his nuts is great. That's true. Um, here, I'm throwing this one question in before we get to our last question. Um, what do you think? Is Rhonda coming back, or is she done? I don't think she's done-done. I feel that she might take that time that she was kind of hinting at to start her family up. And nine months plus a couple months equals WrestleMania next year. So, yeah, she just has to get to doing her business and uh, she can go. Geez, she's the one who wanted it. You know, you can't. But No, I know. I'm just like, you can't just show up and be on WrestleMania, though, without putting in some time. I don't you, know. You, you they, beg to differ me on that? Yeah. Uh, Colin Jost. And Jay. Oh, well, they, they're not even wrestlers. You know, KO well, came back right before WrestleMania, but he didn't... Well, maybe he was in the Battle Royale, but... Like, no, he wasn't even there. Yeah, like, wasn't it even was there. just a no-show. He was just chilling with Sammy. Oh, all right, all right. Uh, okay, so what was your favorite match? Uh, my favorite match... Um. I would have to say it was the girls. It was the final match of the night. It was 
Becky, Ronda, and Charlotte, it was what all that match meant also. I think that's what really added to it was there was this special moment of it being females. And I kept on stressing it to anyone who who suddenly talked to me about it prior is, it's great to see it. That's something I want to see. I want to see my niece inspired, just like with Kofi. I want folks to inspire new sets of kids, not just the same kids and reaching out to those same fans over and over again. No, get different folks from different just states of being interested in wrestling and we'll all succeed and we'll all see enjoyment out of it if we have a big old variety of people up there and that includes a lot more women where it's not they're not a second and afterthought in a lot of things they they deserve to be a focus as much because you look at bailey and sasha back in the day prior to all the messes mess up since then when it came to wwe those two women would put up amazing matches and it was because they both had love for wrestling and just like all the other great wrestlers who are males they all have that just they started exactly loving wrestling and were fans of it and to get another set of fans that are exactly in that mold would only help the business in the end yeah how about you no i definitely agree that was my favorite match and really i think it was like the last couple years i've been watching wrestlemania this is like the most anticipated match for me. I mean, like there's been matches I've looked forward to, but like, I don't know. That was like a a big thing. And like, I think it was, you know, it was the women. It was the first time that they were, you know, getting to, to main event. Then you threw in like the that double belt. And I just, I just thought like, man, that's so badass. Like, even if, even if Becky hadn't won, like, it still would have been badass <laughs> for, for anyone that would have won. So, um, yeah, that's all the questions I have. Do you have any questions? Uh, no. Um, that can lead us into just kind of a review of Raw and SmackDown. As everyone knows, the Raw and SmackDown after WrestleMania tend to be the biggest ones of the year, tend to have the, the rowdiest crowd, have... The craziest things happening, and to be honest with you, this year, it wasn't that big. It didn't feel big. It didn't feel like there were these new story storylines that are beginning. It really felt like a run-of-the-mill Raw, and, and they weren't bad. I'm not saying that at all. It just didn't feel, it didn't have that same feel as it's always been built in the past. Yes, there were some great high points, specifically the crowd pretty much saying F you to Baron while he was trying to talk. That was just amazing. Um, That same thing, there were a couple moments like that where the crowd was loud and they did take over, but for the most part, that didn't even happen that often, and it was just surprising. Normally, it's something you kind of get annoyed by, but this year, it barely even happened. Yeah, uh, I would have to agree. They weren't like... I mean, it was exciting when Kofi came out and Becky came out to like show off their new belts, but other than that, it was it was kind of ho hum, you know. For me, usually I'm used to maybe them like showcasing, you know, more people coming in from NXT or big surprises with pe- people coming back. So what did they have? They had um, uh, Sami Zayn. You know, he came back out. He's been gone for a while. Um, I've never been his biggest fan, but you know, cool. That's great that he's back from recovering from his injuries. Uh, Lars Sullivan that just came back from, like, he, he was supposed to come up, I think, like, 
long time ago they talked about him coming up from NXT, so I'm not sure what was the delay there, but he he came out. Um, but yeah, other than that, there's nothing like too memorable. Paige, she showed up again, so maybe they're going to be doing some more with her. Yeah, she kind of mentioned that she was going to bring a new tag team. Oh, yeah, because they need to beef up that women's tag team division, so. Yeah. Um, The only thing I really remember, like, about SmackDown, SmackDown was definitely focused on making sure everyone knew that that shakeup was happening next week and making sure to tune in and everything with that. Um, Yeah, there wasn't much. There was a lot of more holdover matches. Like it was great to see Kofi right off the bat. He was there, he was a focus when they first opened the show. Um, a very heartfelt um, moment with him and the guys, and kind of talking and Xavier literally saying that Kofi was his inspiration in a lot of ways. And to suddenly be thrown together, it was crazy and just over almost overwhelming. And Biggie basically kind of said the same thing that he remembers, like the beginning with Kofi and everything, and that was fantastic. But there was just only a couple moments like that that really kind of made it feel special. But overall, it was just another match, another match, another match. Um, it was great to see Sammy. I, I did. I am a big Sammy fan, and seeing him back out there was great. Um, seeing Kevin come out of nowhere and kind of uh, when he just out of nowhere just pulled us in Austin and uh, just dropped the stunner. It. Yeah, he dropped uh, Rusev with the stunner. And that was great. It was fun. Uh, also, it was great to see Braun come out and then just be overpowered by someone. You haven't seen that too often. And when he went against Samoa, Samoa just took over, put him in a coquina, and Braun couldn't do a damn thing. Like, Braun struggled and tried to move around. But when it came down to it, Samoa had his, like, had him just full force. And it was just great seeing that. I think them mixing everything up and having people go back and forth is kind of to get us ready for the this for next week, basically uh, the shakeup that they're doing, uh, trying to get to that point of being mixed up. Um, well, that thing that brings us to the end of our show for this week. Thank you very much for tuning in. As always, you can reach us at Wrestle Two on Twitter, Wrestle This Podcast on Facebook, and WrestleThisPodcast.com. Thank you very much. This is Mr. Fancy Pants himself and Empress of Belts. See you next time. Take care. Bye. Welcome to this week's Wrestle This podcast with Lord Fancy Pants himself, Rich Montalvo, and Heather Montalvo. This is a weekly wrestling podcast where uh, we do quicker, shorter episodes on uh, off pay-per-view weeks. But during those pay-per-view weeks, Heather and I will be both predicting as well as reviewing those pay-per-views and kind of sharing it with everyone. Uh, This week found us in the middle of a, I don't know, uh, this is just going to be the number one on this week's Wrestle This Quick List, uh, which is... Basically, wild card rules. WWE is because throwing a wild card rules. WWE is just throwing everything against a wall, but any trust in their own people. Raw is absolutely stacked with just so much talent. Yet once again, they're bringing over Roman to do it. Granted, I really do love Roman lately. I like that his more chill attitude. 
it is just a pretty much laid back version of what he originally was. Uh, but the wild card rules, it just seems forced. It just, it, it's a reason to, for them to just push everyone to each show without actually focusing on their own rosters that are so deep and so filled with just all these characters that aren't giving a chance to actually shine. Uh, next up on this week's click list, click list, <laughs> um, quick list, uh, would be, I would have to say the firehouse, uh, the firefly funhouse. Next up, we have this, uh, week's episode of the firefly funhouse. It was a little creepier this time around. Uh, I really liked Bray's kind of duality once he jumped into, uh, talking to Mercy about, uh, killing a rambling rabbit. Granted, I still don't like the voices of those puppets, but when it comes to Bray and just the visuals and some of the stuff, I'm really digging it. I'm not liking the sounds, the kind of cartoonish honks and other stuff. Just like, eh, I'm not into that side of it, but I am enjoying, especially those kids. It's time for a picnic and just cutting to those kids, bored as can be, just sitting there, kind of not even bored. It's just zoned out. Uh, next up. We have the Uso Penitentiary and what I'll call the, the jokey Usos that have kind of joined onto Raw. There's a big difference to what they were on SmackDown and what they are going towards at Raw. Granted, it could be just because they're interacting with the Revival and the Revival are kind of Vince's... Ugh, I don't know. It, it just seems like they're getting a short end of the stick when it comes to being put through those... Kind of weird, jokey storylines. But when it comes to the Usos, it is kind of interesting to see them not in that kind of thuggish way as it is on SmackDown. When it comes to SmackDown, they, they were, and you saw it again this week because they went over to SmackDown and it was back to the penitentiary. It was back to just, I don't know, it's two different sides of their characters. And I love the Usos. It was just amazing match that they had this week. So it's great to actually see them. Still doing stuff, and especially going for that belt, it, it was an almost, oh, is he going to get it? Um, another part of that Daniel Bryan, Eric Rowan match, um, I really liked Rowan. Rowan, uh, normally, he, he never excited me, whether it was Bludgeon Brothers or whether it was back with the Bray days. I I, I didn't see him as this great wrestler, but this time around, I don't, I don't know, he, he was looking really good in uh, that match. Uh, next up. I would have to say probably have to be out Andrade. I I really like Andrade as a wrestler. I think he I'm a Hispanic as well. So like seeing that just regardless of even that side of it, he's just a really good wrestler, man. He just puts his all out there. Uh but I think he's talking too much. If you have someone who doesn't have the best ability when it comes to speaking a language, why force him to speak so much? What I feel he should transition to is more of a catchphrase. There's so many folks with catchphrases. I'm not saying something super cheesy, but this way he memorizes that one thing and he can say it sinisterly. He can say it. He can basically find a way to use that phrasing whenever he needs to. Um, but that that's my own personal view. Like I, He already has Selena there. 
why overdo it with having him just speak so much when it could be him saying some stuff in Spanish and then that catchphrase. This way you know he's pissed off because he suddenly switched to that that just like just really quick way he speaks Spanish. Um, oh, next up, we have the really long, really boring, and peach cobbler-scented uh, segment that was the Lacey Evans uh, segment that she had with most of the Raw women's roster. It was just very, I don't know, stiff, just like she's stiff. I don't know. I never, she never appealed to me back in NXT. It's even worse now that they've made her into this Southern Belle. But I'm really excited to see Becky just rip her apart. That's all I'm hoping for, uh, for money in the back bank in their match. But we'll have to see. Hopefully it's not some long drawn out thing because I, I'm just really not a fan in general of Lacey. Next up, we have Kofi with back-to-back -back nights against the WWE's pretty much top competitors between AJ Styles, Daniel Bryan, and Sami Zayn. Uh, even Kevin Owens towards the end of that. Um, they all put in just great efforts against New Day's high flyer. Um, Kofi had one heck of a mean look in his eyes also. There is a kind of different look to him sometimes, especially when he was by himself on Raw. That it, I don't know, it, it's great to see him kind of rising to the occasion when it comes to him uh, winning that belt. Um, enjoying his run so far, and um, especially... Uh, that match that's coming up for Money in the Bank against Kevin. Uh, after that, uh, I would have to say the Shane and Miz bits on Raw were so, so well filmed. Um, it's just, I don't know, the, the some of the ways it was filmed, specifically that end bit, where it was the, the camera was above the action, uh, Miz comes out of nowhere and attacks Shane from behind. It was just, I don't know, it was almost artistic. It was really great to see them kind of take a different approach with that. Uh, what does bother me, I don't like the fact that they're giving up this time to what could be taken up just by um, actual wrestlers on the roster. Uh, it's great to see Miz, but when it comes to Shane, there's no reason to see him yet another time just hamming it up. I don't know. Um, there is some uh, unfortunate news that goes along with this uh, specific part of the quick list, which would be uh, Mrs. Dad actually suffered a real broken rib at uh, the match at WrestleMania. And it's unfortunate. Uh, all I have to say is rest up, Mr. Potato Face, and hopefully you get back in the ring sometime. Um, after that, we have Leo Rush. Uh, it, Right now, he didn't follow Lashley and uh, follow out, rather. He he's, was no longer his manager. He was kind of just absent. Um, there is a lot of noise of ruckus kind of in the backstage when it comes to him and his attitude and kind of run in with other folks in the locker room and what he feels, I don't know, doesn't line up to his ideals and where he feels he should be on the roster. Um, it's unfortunate. I think he is a really, really good wrestler, and uh, I don't know. I, I would really like to see the man of the hour kind of come back and kind of become a wrestler rather than cheesing it up for whatever, I don't know, I don't know. Rather than just him kind of going overboard with 
rather than him rather than him being i don't know whatever drama he has back there anyways i i I hope he comes around next up we have the fact that goldberg is actually going to that saudi arabia pay-per-view that will be happening there's no name for it yet right now we just know that it'll be happening within the next couple months uh, I believe Kurt Angle has also uh, been signed or kind of announced that to go there. Uh, it's, I don't know, it's unfortunate. There's a lot of the, the superstars who have raised their voices when it's come to... Next up, we have Goldberg being slated to go over to this year's Saudi Arabia pay-per-view. Uh, right now, he's one of only two folks, I think, that have been announced. Him and uh, Kurt Angle. I'm not sure exactly what will be going on. I've, I've also heard rumbles that a lot of the superstars aren't exactly happy with having to go there yet again. And kind of the, the fact that everything's so segregated and the women won't have a chance to perform in a place that will no doubt love and cheer the women just as much as the men. But it's a different culture and WWE has chosen to kind of lay in bed with these folks. And right now there's nothing you can do. We we have to sit back and watch. And I know personally, I'll still watch the match. Last year's show was pretty good. I know there's a lot of awfulness that has gone on and continues to go on. But right now this is the product. And me personally, I, I am more than happy to it. And me personally, I just want to enjoy the product. I, I wish there wasn't that negativeness of what they're choosing to do over there. And we'll see where it goes. Uh, next up, we have Samoa Joe and his kind of creepy whisper talk that he had towards Dominic Mysterio. I think that's his name, right? Um, I think it was great. I, I think there was a kind of creepy uncle vibe to it it wasn't too malicious it was just enough to kind of creak dominic out and i don't know i'm hoping they actually do something with this i'm excited to see kind of uh samoa given a a different set of uh people to fight against i hope this first fight with ray goes well and um, I hope they actually do something with Mr. Yo Jr. The second, is that his name? I don't know what his name is. I'm glad that Joe is on Raw, and I'm hoping that this gives him some room to breathe, and I want to see what he can do with it. Uh, next up is nothing. Well, that's that's it for this week's Wrestle This Quick List. As always. We thank you for listening, and you can find us on WrestleThisPodcast.com, follow us on Twitter at WrestleThis2, and join our community at WrestleThisPodcast on Facebook.